0: Welcome to SME Radio. On this episode of Mid-Market Matters, I'm joined by Susie Mox. Susie's the CEO and founder of Resilience In, and she's very passionate about building resi- resilience. She's spent a lot of time studying resilience and working with actually large groups of children, parents, and employees focused specifically on how you build and improve resilience. Susie, firstly, thank you for joining
1: us. You're welcome. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: It's a really interesting topic at the moment. I mean, I guess you've been doing this for a long time and it started well before COVID, but my goodness, you must be busy during COVID, are you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Our our workshops took a bit of a hit, our children's workshops when Mm. COVID first hit. But uh, yeah, I mean, resilience right now is pretty much the number one skill needed by everyone globally, I would say. So, yeah, the the market is there for the taking for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think your vision is about getting for, for people to thrive no matter what life throws at them, right? No matter what happens, whether it's COVID, whether it's a business problem, whether it's a family issue or something else, illness, whatever, your view is with resilience, people can actually thrive no matter what.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That is the vision of the organisation. And it started off quite small, focusing on children. We then quickly realised that teens were also experiencing challenges and needed to top up their resilience. We then quickly realised that you can't really support children and teens if you're not also supporting parents. And then we moved to support sporting uh, bodies and then schools. And then we quickly realised that no schools and sporting bodies are organisations, so actually employees more broadly need this kind of support um as well uh, but it's 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 a fine line resilience is important but it shouldn't be used as an excuse for not um, also removing uh, appropriate you know stresses that really do need to be dealt with so this is about this isn't about stopping lobbying government and stopping really trying to remove things that are not right in society sure. resilience is often used as a bit of a catch all to, yeah, to you're having right. those yeah. difficult conversations
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now you've got a pretty strong background in large corporate organisations, Sydney, London. Um, Tell us a little bit about that experience and maybe how that sort of evolved into you focusing on what you're doing now.
1: Yes, I'm from the UK. I moved out here in 2006. You might be able to tell from my um, accent. Did a French degree, which is not overly helpful over here, um, but then moved into a corporate career. So I worked in large people and culture roles. Did that for about 20 years, working in a mix of in-house and consulting roles at places like Royal Bank of Scotland, EY, Deloitte, DDI, and most recently Suncorp. Um, But I left Suncorp in 2017, and, and, and really I set my business up because I've always wanted to run my own business always had a passion for helping people achieve their potential, which was a large part of my roles in these big corporates. Um, My kids were quite young at the time, and despite working flexibly, and East was great with flexible working, but I was keen for more. I was keen for a greater level of flexibility and work-life integration. And also I was quite frustrated at how few options there were for teaching kids social and emotional skills. The program that I've written is very much Mm. for everyday kids, everyday teens, you know, your standard... Um, employee, the working well. It's not really for people who've got significant issues, and um, I was quite frustrated at how little there was out there to support people.
0: Right. Okay. So you you're obviously focusing on uh, you've obviously got a background, sorry, in children and schools, and then sporting now business. Um, what are you seeing out there at the moment? How are people coping in terms of their own resilience and going forward?
1: yeah, I think it's 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 mixed, to be quite honest. I think um you know some some people are, are, seem to be thriving. Some uh, small businesses seem to be thriving through through this, but uh, I, I do see a lot of people who are who are struggling. It obviously depends what their personal circumstances are and the extent to which they've got good support around them, but um, many kids, there there seems to be a mental, uh, a mental health epidemic at the moment. So I think many kids really are struggling, many parents are struggling. And of course, people down in Melbourne and now, you know, over in in Europe and things in the US are not great. I'm going back into lockdown. I know for those people, I did quite a lot of work with schools and kids and families down in Melbourne during lockdown. And for them, it was incredibly, incredibly tough.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting time really, but it really does highlight the work that you're doing. It's such an important area for people to get their head around what it looks like and what they need to do. Um, I'm going to go through some of these key sort of points that you make here around resilience and so on. Um, You talk about a few key things and a few key messages, I guess. It'd be interesting to hear from your perspective, how do you go about building resilience? What are some of the key things you focus on with clients?
1: Yeah, so when building resilience with clients, we've got um, a framework. Uh, so we've got a framework that we work through with kids. We've got a framework that we work through with uh, parents, and now we have one for employees. Um, and we've developed that. It has eight pillars, and we've developed that off the back of extensive scientific research into resilience. And um, we basically develop those uh, behaviours in um, the groups of people that we're working with through one-on-one coaching or through workshops. Um, those are primarily the ways in which we do it. We also run some events in terms of what resilience is and how uh, you know what what actually makes up a resilient person. It really it really varies. It's incredibly broad. Um, it includes things like uh, being very aware of your emotions and how you're feeling and being able to express those in healthy ways, which is. In many cases, you know, countercultural. So mm. teaching little boys that it's okay to cry, you know, you're a human being just like anybody else, and you've got just as much right as anybody else to experience these feelings and emotions. Um, and off the back of that, you know, you can have conversations about how to handle worries, how to handle big uncomfortable feelings such as anger. There's a lot in there around self-compassion. There's a lot in there around the growth mindset. Uh, Positive psychology plays a big role, mindfulness, you know, sitting and being present um, in the here and now. Uh, When it comes to working with employees, we do a lot of work around values and meaning, um, making sure that people know what their calling is and, and can work to that, having a good network, being able to work collaboratively, having a great support network. I mean, it's really very broad. I could talk about this for a long time. Um, But we've got the three frameworks on our website, so uh, feel free to jump on there and and have a look through each of those eight pillars, which we can go into in a lot of depth in the work that we do.
0: Yeah, Okay. Well, look, it it just sounds like it covers such a broad area, so many different aspects to thinking about what is it that makes someone resilient, whether you're talking about a small child or an employee or a, a business owner, because they're all the same, they're all people. Um, So it's just an interesting area of work. Would you say there's a couple of key sort of things that I know you you sort of focus on around things like growth beyond a certain level and being a jack-of-all-trades? Are some of those more important?
1: Um, I think growth beyond a certain level and being a jack-of-all-trades, they were more so um, issues that I personally was experiencing being being a small business owner.
0: Um,
1: So I think... uh, they're probably challenges that business owners will experience, and, of course, business owners too need to be resilient, um, but they're more so challenges that I have experienced in, in running and growing my own business. Um, okay.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, good. And, I mean, obviously, I mean, you're the ultimate example, aren't you? You're running a business. You've got two young kids. It's, it's you know, it's difficult for anybody to be in that situation
1: yeah for sure. I think um I think there's a lot of yeah juggling that's required, good time management, good organizational skills. And I think um something that I'm sure many small business owners experience is just um, making sure to set and maintain clear boundaries. These can easily go out of the window when you run your own business. You're effectively always on call. Your um, customers become your new bosses. and because you're passionate about what you do, you find yourself blogging on a beach in Fiji, having yourself, find yourself having coaching calls with team members, you know, from the sidelines of a soccer soccer game. <laughs> um, so one of the benefits of running your own business is being able to choose when you work and being able to ramp up and ramp down um, as you choose, but there is a risk that you never end up having a weekend a holiday or an evening without truly switching off and, and having connected with a number of small business owners. Um, in the past few years that I've been running my own show, I do know that this is quite a big factor in burnout. So it's something that's quite important, I think, for business owners to get across because you're right, we too need to be resilient. We have challenges thrown at us left, right and centre day in, day out. There's not a day that goes by I don't think where I don't come up against a new challenge that I haven't come up against before. So making sure that we've got the space and the perspective to be able to handle that I think is key. We talk to to, to people about um, self-care. Self-care is health care. And I think that's probably the number one thing, making sure that you're eating healthily, that you're getting enough sleep, and that you are exercising, that helps manage the juggle and helps really keep that sense of perspective and that ability to get up out of bed with the energy that you need to get through the day.
0: Yeah, and it's so true because business owners are not just responsible for themselves. I mean, even if we can you can't really but even if we can ignore the fact that you know you're a mum or a dad or a parent of young kids whatever it might be but just in terms of the business you've often got employees you've got customers you've got suppliers you've got maybe you've got shareholders investors banks whatever there's a big range of people that are relying on you which is a lot of pressure
1: for sure, it's a lot of pressure, and I've really felt that pressure when working with um, when working with young kids. There's a, a really strong duty of care that we have, and I think um, what's been really important in my business and one of the key factors in the success of my business has been the strong focus that I've placed on risk and managing risks and making sure I go above and beyond in terms of what's actually required of me right. um, to make sure that those kids always stay safe and that we've got really robust policies in place to make sure that we know exactly what's going on that someone very capable is looking after them at all times and that if anything untoward is ever said by any of those kids you know is escalated to the appropriate you know person usually their mum or dad but um yeah. sometimes you know we're mandatory reporters we have to um, yeah. we have to report those you know through the appropriate channels.
0: And what has working with kids taught you about working with business owners? What are the what are the similarities or what are the differences maybe? Maybe a bit of both.
1: Yeah, look it it sounds ridiculous but it's all very similar to be quite honest. I mean the way in which we engage with um you know, business owners, the way in which we engage with employees is obviously quite different. The way we engage with kids is very much through play because that's the language that they know best. But a lot of this is the same. So, in, in you know, in, in the sense that we're teaching kids how to show empathy, I'm having the same conversation with, you know, senior execs in organisations just explaining what empathy is, why it's important, what the benefits are, how it can lead to having strong connections and trusting relationships, which, of course, in, you know, in today's world of um you know, uh, investigations into you know banking behavior and mm. you know, all the mm. kinds of things that are happening. Trust is at an all time low. I think with these big organisations, something like empathy is is so key. So it's really quite it's really quite similar. And it's just a real shame that so many of the adults that I'm working with are telling me that they were never taught this stuff as a kid. Um, and this stuff is not really part of the school curriculum, the formal curriculum. Yeah. So at this point, it's taking programs like mine to say, well, let's codify this. Let's try and drive change that says the school should not just be about sticking to the curriculum, but extracurricular should not just be about, you know, physical prowess, sporting prowess, creativity um, or academic performance. It should also be about mental well wellbeing. Um, so yes. I'm trying to sort of drive this culture change, really, that, that, that tries to remove some of the stigma around um, around focusing on this stuff. So it really does work.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to look at. Um, I'm, if you're a business owner and, you know, you, you've got employees and, you know, I've got a team of people and so on, how do I integrate this into my business? How do I get you involved? What's, what does a program look like? What do you typically do?
1: Yeah, so what I typically do is, is, is come in and, and talk to an organisation, find out what they're at, find out what their pain points are, and find out what some of the key challenges are that they're experiencing, talk to them about their vision, the mission, the purpose, the strategy, you know, where they're at in implementing that, um, and then work with them to craft a solution that meets those unique needs, to be quite honest. I me mean, many organisations are coming to me saying, look, I just need to understand what resilience is and understand how to build a resilient culture within my organisation, um, in which case I've got a little diagnostic that I use and I work with people at an individual level doing coaching or running workshops or I I work with intact teams because of course team resilience is quite different to individual resilience. Mm. Um, I also work with leaders who can do a 180 assessment where they get feedback from their team members about the extent to which they create a resilient culture. Um, So that's a beautiful kind of all-round product but then um, I'm also very capable of deep delving quite deep so some organisations say you know what all I'm really interested in empathy I need some kind of product or solution around empathy please design something for me please give me some coaching around empathy or I need greater you know adaptability and flexibility and then you get into some really interesting conversations about organisational structures and if businesses have got very strong silos that people can't really cut across very easily then you can get into some quite interesting conversations then about um, yeah about structure because resilience of course is not just about your people it's also about your organisation is your IT function if you have an IT function but is that set up to protect you against um, cyber attack uh, for example all of these things can help create a resilient organisations so consulting as well is, is, is a big part of what I do.
0: Yeah okay um, I'm interested before we wrap up, your number one tip for business owners. What's the number one thing you'd say at the moment business owners need to do or learn or look out for?
1: it's oh, a really good question. I was I knew you' were going to ask me that, so I've been pondering it all morning. I think you certainly self-care is healthcare care. You absolutely have to look after yourself. I think small business owner burnout is very real. Um, and is a real, uh, real problem, particularly now. Um, but otherwise, something that I've really relied upon is making sure that I have the right network of people supporting me. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm less good at. And the things that I'm less good at, I've kind of just decided to outsource, to be honest, because I'm not sure that I'm ever going to be a really great bookkeeper or um, really great at you know some of the other things that I've outsourced I can't think what they are right now Um, I've also got great business coaching support and it's really important when you're on your own leading a business to make sure that you've got people that you can debrief with whether they're friends whether they're other business owners whether they're a business coach Um, just being able to debrief and get all of that stuff off your chest you know you get a bad google review and you just carry it you need to find a way of just offloading it so I think those two things self-care is health care and making sure you're very strategic about Building a strong network and really working that network, and obviously making sure that it's reciprocal that you're offering something back.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so how do Susie? How do people get in touch with you? What are your contact details if people need help?
1: Yeah, well, they can um, they can email me hello at resilienceinkids.com.au um, or they can phone me 0406 77 sorry seven seven six eight zero zero, or they can uh, jump onto my website resilience in com dot au and there's uh, plenty of uh, opportunity on there to reach out to me uh, via email or, or however
0: okay fantastic thanks very much for joining us lots of really useful information
1: you're welcome thank you so much for having me Craig.
0: thanks for listening to mid-market matters i hope you found this episode helpful and informative for your business to find out more go to midmarketmatters.com.au. and to download other episodes go to apple podcasts spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening.